Church Boys. Well, we had a little vacation last week. Not on purpose, just kind of some stuff came up. I was having my internet uh, re- redone. Which your internet was bit. especially terrible. I it feel was. like everyone knew it but you. I, I, I will say, though, that your camera and your connection looks way better. But the recording didn't didn't matter on my end because I was no, recording on my end. But you end. knew it was awful, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in your well, heart, you knew it was bad. Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're actually better looking than I thought you were because I've That's only right. ever seen you on a bad internet connection. <laughs> he looked like Flubber before. It was just like a, it was just this kind of an outline of an um, adult man. Kind so anyway, um, so we've got that going on. We got a, we got a guest we're getting ready for here and trying to deal some technical difficulties. But, you know, we're all back together and all I could think was, I forgot how much it sucks to be around everybody. So, <laughs> but welcome back. So uh, there was a particular holiday, made up oh, holiday that happened uh, since the last time that we recorded. It's one created, I believe, by Hallmark. Is this wait? Is this Little Christmas that we're referring to? No, no, no. This is not the <laughs> for Little Christmas. I was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not, you running a Little Christmas scam. I just said that because you're the one on the screen who has. Do we need to restart the show? I think that you should just bleep it out because that's what we should do. Bleep it out because it's that much funnier. Okay. Oh my gosh. This so, is we just had a conversation. Hold on now. Let's just a peek no, behind the curtain. Wait a second. A peek behind the curtain because okay, before but, the show, Chris is that person who scares away somebody like Tim Tebow, who wouldn't hurt a fly. Okay. And let me tell you, because when you go on a show with Chris. Chris is like docile. He acts like he's going to be normal. And the minute the camera turns on, he's like, let me. He tells every you. secret he's, that he knows. He's I didn't tell any secrets. The, he's basically the Andy Cohn housewife lead <laughs> of this show. He baits everybody into destroying their lives on the air. Well, I didn't and, say anything and he that, does it beautifully. I didn't, re- I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't review anything that was going on. No, but you. But we just had a conversation before the microphone went on, and you're like, "I'll be really good, I promise." I said, and like the third thing out of your mouth was a diuretic. Yeah, but I wasn't saying anything. I said I wouldn't mention anything about a specific thing connected to a specific thing. I, he, I in his I defense, talk, he didn't do that yet. No, but no, he found but another. You know he, but that's not down. even a yeah, thing. He just found something but the worse, thing that right? I said isn't even a thing. It was almost worse. But the thing that I anyway. said. But the thing I said isn't even a thing. It was I have an Italian grandmother who once said it's completely made up to another family member in a fit of rage. You have a mouth like a torn pocket. And it is a line that I love. <laughs> That's a great statement. <laughs> oh, so, but, it was like spit out in anger. And I was like, I'm writing okay, this but down. Here's, but here's what I don't understand. How is what I said? a pro- I'm, We'll bleep it out. How is what I said a problem? Because I wasn't Discussing talking about it makes it more of a problem. <laughs> this episode, but is it's going to be bleeped out. So it doesn't matter. But, here, where but here's we... what I want to know. How was what I fought for a couple episodes? We've how was what I said a problem because it wasn't in reference to I don't know, Andy. I don't know, Andy Cohen. I don't know. You tell me. It was a made up thing. It's like if I said that Influence Church was, you know, having a birthday party for Missy tomorrow. There's no birthday party for Missy tomorrow at Influence Church. It's not happening. My wife's name is Missy. Who's Missy? Missy? How many times have I called her Missy? Miles, take your, t- you need to take your ginkgo globe, whatever, whatever it's called, because your brain and I'm proving mine we were, is not much. We better. were just talking about our medications before we started recording. <laughs> I have a cough too. Maybe we have yeah. COVID again. Remember when Lucas had COVID and we had to pretend <laughs> yeah. he didn't while we were recording? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did multiple I did episodes remember. with COVID. I really did. And we weren't allowed uh, to talk about it. None were the wiser. 
He was haggard, though. You were like, ha- I was like, are you okay? And you I go, weighed like 13 pounds. I would love to weigh 13 pounds. This <laughs> is this episode actually happening right now? Oh, we are recording. We no, oh, we- I, I love that we're recording. Thank you for ruining it already, though. Um, but <laughs> I what? So no, Tim Tebow really has never returned to this show again. We're gonna pull that. We're fact. gonna find that clip. It's going to be found. Not today, yeah. because that required work. Okay, but the, okay, so the Tim Tebow, we'll <laughs> find the clip. Remember the episode that we started, and the first thing that happened was Billy burped. <laughs> right after the music. Did you hear that? Uh, we all ruined. Everyone's this here. This is a Christian yeah. show. I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a great question. That is, yeah, um, that's probably more of a question. We'd love to hear from our listeners if you feel like starts this with, is a Christian show. Starts with burping and, and starts with burping and bleeping things out in South Park. So that's kind of a. Hmm. It's really a crisis. Um, so we what, actually had what, things to talk what, about. What it's really it? hot what in my room we right now. I need to tell my wife to turn too. on the air. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh, really like we were be More air for. conditioning. Can we actually start though, story wise? Yeah, because, what do we got? I don't well, know. I I love this story about the the woman who was attacked. Can you, Chris? You wrote this, didn't you? I don't remember. What are you talking about? I think you wrote this. Story oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the woman who was attacked, the Asian woman who was beaten, and you know, did an interview after. I mean, that horrific video that everybody saw, and I mean, forgiving the attacker. She's yeah. like, and she was on her way to church when the attack happened. Right. So you could tell this is somebody so this who's happened, clearly. Yeah, this happened in what? Late March, like March 28, 29, somewhere in there. And uh, her name's, what is it? Oh, I wrote down her name. Vila Cari. Vila Cari, Vila Cari. And she was on, like like you said, she was on her way to church in um, lower, lower east side Manhattan, I think. And um, right outside a, a an apartment building, she gets beat down by some crazy man. And they've got the suspect in custody. They believe he's a, a homeless man that's got some mental issues. But he's a guy who was let out of prison in 2019. He had been convicted in 2002 for the, for murdering his mother. And so now this guy's out on the loose, and he's living in New York City. And he this during this spate of uh, anti-Asian violence, he beats this woman, in, you know, like crazy right outside this this apartment building. And there are two doormen at a doorman at the at the apartment building who do nothing they watch it happen one of them after the guy beats her and then walks away the doorman closes the door right like i don't want to have any part of this right so the those two doormen that wound up actually getting fired for their lack of action to try to protect this woman anyway this was about two months ago this morning thursday morning she was on good morning america or an interview with abc news and it ran on good morning america and she was um Asked about anti-Asian hate, anti-Asian hate, and some movement that's going on with her daughter that that they're putting together to try to help stem hatred uh, uh, against minorities, which is great. Do do all that, but the thing that really stood out to me was at the end of this interview, she asked uh, the interviewer Juju Chang Chang asks, um, "Why are you praying for this guy?" Right? She just reports that she's praying, and and the lady gives an answer why. So I'll play this little clip that's from the show, and I'd like your take on it. Physically, I'm healing well, but mentally, emotionally, I'm not there yet. And she finally made it to church, full of prayers, even for someone unexpected. My attacker, I prayed for him because I felt he needed prayers. Why pray for your attacker? Because that's the only thing I could do for him in the hope that maybe someday he reformed or he find the right medicine, whatever needed 
Vilma, guys, is literally fighting hate with love. That's pretty powerful. It It is, and I don't know... I'm assuming she's a Christian. That's my assumption yes, here. Yeah. They and, showed her in church, and you know, so I, 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 I think Catholic, but I'm not positive. So I was judging by the surroundings. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is what Christians are supposed to be doing. Right? I right. mean, this is how we're supposed to be reacting. But it's a lot easier to say, "Oh, I would do that," you know, than when. And the right. thing with her, with her trauma, it's not just the beating; it's the trauma of a viral video that the entire world watched. Right? That adds a whole other layer to it. So a lot of people would walk away. Clearly, she's not all there, you know, yet. She said that, you know, mentally and emotionally, which I think is understandable. This just happened. But I think it's powerful. It's incredibly powerful to see somebody willing to forgive somebody who isn't even asking from what we know for forgiveness. Speaking of uh, <clears throat> speaking of forgiveness, I got a text from Doug this week about my pond. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did like what did segment? what did so, Missy think about so that? that? Was, that was what I was trying to get to when I was so rudely interrupted by Billy. Um, that there was so this he, made up uh, holiday, and that, that was the deadline. Mother's Day was the deadline. Oh yes, yeah, Mother's Day. Oh, he that's did. Little Christmas, by the way. So yes. Oh, so he, you, wait, wait. Yeah. You you call Mother's Day Little Christmas? Yes. Be, okay. Now I, I don't want to ruin your pond story. Okay. But I just have to tell but you, that Mother's Day addressed. is my biggest is one of my biggest triggers. Oh, Mother's thing. Day. I have a lot of triggers, but because you have a lot of, like bats and bears and, and insects yes, and, and Mother's Day and Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. OK, because I believe in honoring mothers every day. Mothers are, you know, obviously I don't have a problem with the right. premise of Mother's Day. But in our family, Mother's Day, when we've hosted it before, you know how hard it is to make food and keep it warm. Yeah. And our family will storm in for Mother's Day. And the first, I'm going to get myself in trouble, but the first thing that will happen, everyone sits <laughs> down, let's episode. open gifts. Let's open gifts. Like it's Christmas. And so my brother and I, Law and I, oh, my wife's probably hearing this upstairs and wanting to murder me. My brother and I have a secret that we call it little Christmas. We like whisper, oh, it's little Christmas again. Here we go. Because you're trying to keep the food warm and everybody's opening Christmas, <laughs> opening their Christmas <laughs> gifts for Mother's Day. And they're like children. And the kids are just watching, like, why are we not getting it? it? Literally, it's little Christmas, and the food gets, you know, cold. While you're well, waiting. for our little Christmas, my wife got a pond, and uh, Doug finished the, um, he got the pond operational by Mother's Day. Uh, the fountain was working. He called in some backup. And, so, um, like, wait, wait, operational, does that mean finished product, or, like, he had turned it on and the fountain was going? Or whatever it is. Fountain was going. Water it fountain. was like Lower. I'll call it ninety percent finished. Okay, so, so there was a, a there was so a punch done. list. There a was it was not done. There a was minus. a punch list. Okay, but it was uh, it was you know working. Um, so and I had like a crazy week. We were doing book stuff. Chrissy had a conference the next weekend, and so he was kind of you know tinkering around, finishing a few things, and then he was worried that we weren't happy, <clears throat> and so he sent me uh, sent me a message asking about maybe was there any tension or is it just him did he hear the show was we like the falls yeah he could he could be listening to the show i'm not sure hello doug and and then he said you guys have never said thank you and i'm like well i haven't seen you for a week to say thank you you hadn't had a chance to go over the falls in a barrel yet once that happened you were going to thank him like you did you say i was going to thank you when you finished (laughs) yeah that's exactly what i was thinking and I said, well, thanks for reaching out. You know, we got a few. We're very thankful for your work. We got a little bit more to do, but we're almost there. So, but we made up. We're good. We're on good terms. Oh, good. And uh, there is, um, we have a frog. A frog showed up already. 
So, and, but uh, not it, one that you put there. It was one. No, was not one that we put there. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's, Doug in disguise. <laughs> it's it's like a I don't know if it's a leopard frog. I think it's a decent size oh um, frog, not just a toad, and it's already <laughs> laid eggs in the Whoa. pond. And so oh, there's really? all these strings of eggs Whoa. that it found. You know, it found its way to the pond to lay the eggs. So it's Gross. already you're already your Lake Chrissy is already just consumed with filth. I'll tell you who I wouldn't cross. I wouldn't cross uh, with an unfinished project. Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy Miles. Or Missy That's Miles. That's I wouldn't cross. Nor Missy, for that matter. Missy, Missy or Chrissy. Or, yeah, or Missy. Yeah. I would not cross her because I just feel she like. She would knock you out. Oh, she'd rip your yeah. throat out. No, I'm oh, petrified. Yeah. I do not want to. I'd get that job done. I think that, Doug, I mean, this is really on you guys. You hired, like, a plumber to do the. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. That's Apparently, no. he's a certified pond no, specialist. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a hole digger. He can dig holes. I don't know Doug at all. I just know that this story fabulous guy and oh, he's yeah. done a great job. He did, he's actually more of a landscaping kind of yard guy. That's sort of his specialty, but he's branching out. It looked and, nice uh, from what we saw. It looked really hey, nice. Honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll post a I'll post a new picture on uh, I'm sure Chrissy will. Can you leave the frog eggs out? There's something on about Twitter. that that's just unsettled. I, I'd like me. to think it's now teeming with life. It's a it's a very fertile place. Yeah, kind not, of like the, not any. There'll probably be bats and freaking mini bears over there. Do you There's not nothing, like frogs too? Do you have something against? Frogs? I mean, when I was a kid, I would take tadpoles and raise them in my garage. I was like obsessed with them. But now that I'm an adult, no. Why would I? Why do I want a frog? What? Why, why do I want a, frogs? Are fun. I mean, they're cool, I guess. Do I want them laying eggs in my fake lake in the back backyard? No, I don't. Oh man! So, do you have fish yet? I mean, what, how? Yeah, how, so, wait, how, so how close is it to being a hundred percent done? I mean, if we were to ask Doug right now and get him on the show, he would probably say it's pretty much there. I think there's a few more things that we'd like to tweak with it, but it's it's for all intents and purposes, we're gonna call it I'm, good. It, no, is who it at you the guys were at the Jeffersons? Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on up. Is it your pond? Is it um, is it close enough to done? that you would feel comfortable putting fish in it. We like did put about. fish in it. So I've had fish oh, in my basement now. all year so you put them in that there. were from last year that we pulled out when right. we started working on it. And um, the fish have made it back in. I didn't do it. Chrissy did all of that. I think Missy helped her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, that's her split personality. That's Missy. <laughs> and, Missy's will uh, cut you if you don't get it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but Fisher Fisher back in yeah. So it's uh, it's operational. My nephew's coming over on Saturday to uh, help Chrissy get some more fish and uh, go pick some out. I think they're getting some bigger ones. So, um, but yeah, and nothing just, and nothing bad has happened to these fish yet. They've they've survived thus far. They have survived thus far, but I'm worried about them because it's the surface area is bigger. It's a little easier for like a um, uh, like a bigger bird, you know, okay. to get in there, like a, a heron or something. And, um, yeah, they're it, the water's pretty clear at the moment. So there, there's really no cover for them. Kind of like me on this show. What a tragedy. Uh, what a tragedy. I will tell you that I'm going to miss Pondgate. Pondgate has been a fun story. It's not over. It's you realize not over in about two weeks. This is going to be self drain. It's going to be empty, right? It's going to be completely or the fish are going to be gone or something. Yes, absolutely. Yes. There's no doubt. It's not too late to turn it into a hot tub. That's all I'm saying. Could you turn it into a hot? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know because you should have done that from the beginning. I think I'm going to try. Instead, you're incubating fish. We have a guest today, don't we? 
We do. They're not here listening to this yet, are they? No. God, oh, no, I for their sake. Not. Thank goodness. Jeez, good Lord. He, the, this guest would cancel. <laughs> this, uh, you guys were being a little hard on class. Joe Biden, too, if I'm not mistaken. You Who? were a little hard on Stinky him. Sticky Joe? Who yeah, well, I mean, come on, man. What's that, Billy? <laughs> you know what? what? I mean, your memory is already gone. You're making fun of his voice. Your memory is shot yourself. Uh, we're talking about Missy. <laughs> so I don't know. I will, I will tell you, <laughs> though, that. You were hard on him at this little speech at the, his little. Oh yeah, Coast Guard. The, uh, the, uh, the Coast Guard. The Coast deal, Guard right? thing. Yeah, he hit a little, a little. You know, we're just kind of whipping through these stories. We don't usually get to this many stories by this point. Do you have a clip? Do you have I a do, clip? I of do this? have a clip. So this was him at the, um, where was it? The Coast Guard commencement. Uh, let me see if I can dig it up here. Uh, here we go. So Biden's at the Coast Guard commencement, and he tells a joke that he has ripped off from someone else, uh, from, from Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Uh, tells yes. it poorly, and then things get weird. Here we go. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are a, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together. Okay, so that maybe let's hear one more time, just the it's, awkward part right here. You are you're a really dull class. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, is the sun getting to you? Which of course reminded me of this. To get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. <laughs> Poor Jeff Bush. <laughs> Please clap. I mean, I guess like Biden is just it's fascinating. It's like watching somebody who it's like watching Chris be president. I was just going to say that it's like watching some doddering old fool (laughs) bringing up inappropriate subjects. I just threatening to run over reporters with plagiarism that exists with. I mean, how many times are presidents and first ladies going to plagiarize speeches on both sides of the aisle? But politicians like, do that. Do they not know we know? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I feel like they're just out of things. Like the Melania thing, clearly Melania had no idea because somebody else writes the speech. Right. It's it's the speech right. writers. Are they just looking through old speeches and it gets in your head? Or like, it's like the read Trump so many. one where he like quoted the... Um, <laughs> that you oh, don't know. The uh, Legally Blonde uh, movie that... <laughs> <laughs> there was like a whole speech from that. I did not, I I did not know that Trump quoted Legally Blonde. I will but send you the clip. I will, I will find t- it. I will tell you that that might totally be my favorite it. thing that has ever happened in the history of man. Um, Do you know what I he's talking play. about, Billy? Chris, I'll send it to you. Okay. Our, our you guest it? is arriving here, and I will tell you. Oh, okay. We better start the show then. That he came, he came in just as we were talking about Legally Blonde, about Trump <laughs> quoting Legally Blonde. <laughs> So are you sure that that happened before we bring it, him on? Because I can't. Well, let's let's do our let's do our opener here, and then we'll we'll intro him. But yeah, I I think it it's a thing. It's okay. at least a it's at I'm least Google, a meme. I'm googling it while you okay. open the show. So, okay, here we go. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little code. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I 
these guys. So we have a new guest. Who's going to intro- introduce him? Because I've got the fanfare ready. You tell me when to hit the fanfare. and then I'll, All right. I'll, I got it here. So we are uh, very excited to welcome new friend, John Cooper. You'll know him. Oh, so you know John as a musician, singer, songwriter, and of course, lead vocalist, bassist, and co-founder of the Christian rock band Skillet. Did you just come off stage? I'm about to go on the stage. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Okay. So oh, we're wow. like the pre, like, pump up, like, rock show right <laughs> are, now. We're like, are really, we, are, we yeah. feel really important that you are made are, time for us. Oh, we are going to totally ruin what's coming up. <laughs> I love this. I'm only mad that I did not wear the same tank top to show off my guns right yeah. now. I like <laughs> it. Nice. I like it. Is that, is that, I do like that one. That's not, you're not wearing that on stage, though. Are you, are you, is that your stage get up? This is my stage get up. Well, well, but now you're making me insecure. No, you He doesn't know anything. I understand why I he think can't you, wear that. Ta- First no, of all, no, why, Chris? What was no, the issue? I thought because I thought he wore just solid black most of the time. I thought Chris, that was oh, kind of no. This has got colors. Look, it's got yeah, colors. That kind of was yellow. Why, that's what's throwing green. me off. Was throwing Did me that off upset you for some but, reason? I don't understand. No, uh, no. Listen, Chris I think is really looks, good at insulting our guests. I think he's kind of alone. Thing that he does. I think he looks dreamy. Don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel triggered, and now I feel triggered in a new way. So okay, so John, um, I you recently had me on your show. We talked about the Christian left and progressive Christianity, and so of course had to return the favor here and really appreciate that. I got a lot of I, I got tons of feedback from that show. It's actually one of the the most uh, positive responses I've had from any program I've done. So appreciate that. Oh, that's so cool to hear. Yeah. Well, it was fantastic. It was uh, really exciting. I had a bunch of a uh, bunch of friends of mine. Uh, text me some of them were our pastors or church leaders things like that and they're like this was really great and uh, some of them were not actually familiar so they're like i gotta get this book and find out so job well done but i really love the episode i thought there's a lot of great stuff no i appreciate that so and uh you've you've connected with billy before over here that's yeah i I forced him onto like 12 podcasts of mine so yeah he's already (laughs) suffered through this yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't know the the stupid one on the show, which is me. However, I happen to also be the only one here who's a huge fan of your music. These other two listen to Sandy oh. Patty and Sandy Patty and Amy Grant most of the time. So. <laughs> Sandy Patty, you know, uh, this well, is untrue. For all of the uh, for all the Sandy Patty fans out there, they'll be happy to know that here we are with you guys face to face. I don't know. If, uh, the only Sandy Patty fans will. My mom listened to Sandy Patty. So, so, so did mine. I know. I think she's oh, from Indiana. Where I'm, she's from Indiana too. So, I uh, I have that in common. I think. I can so. sing you some. I can sing you some Sandy Patty songs right now, and it would be something that has never been done. On, can you do that, please? Yeah. It, uh, on the Via Della Rosa, on the way of suffering. That's very good. Hey, I think, we're gonna, I think no, no, there's no, another no, Sandy no, Petty no. fan here, guys. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, oh, how's the pyrotechnics tonight? What's going on? <laughs> I want to see Sandy Patty with pyrotechnics. Oh, that'd be pretty yes. Cool. At, at that point, we, now we've seen everything oh, in America. I would you should do like a remix of one of her songs and like. Oh bring her yeah. Out. Oh you yeah. Hologrammer. I, I will think about that. John, what are the chance? What are the chances that we could talk you into a new band? with maybe called the church boys oh yeah and that'd be great the four of us go on the road i play a little drums chris plays the kazoo that's a, and the, and the jews harp okay i have yeah. my i have my daughter's recorder she's in third grade she's got a recorder so i could bring that out It'd be really good 
It'd be really good. So right, on a serious note, though, and I and we've gotten to talk about this before, but I think I think it's incredibly important. You are somebody you've been in the public eye for a very long time, obviously, with the band. But you made a decision. You made a decision in the last probably year, year and a half, two years to start kind of speaking out about things that aren't just music. Right. And a lot of people are super afraid to do this. They don't want to do it because, you know, when you start talking about things, even in the Christian world that aren't just music, if that's what you do, you get blowback for that sometimes. So what was it that made you want to start speaking out about progressive Christianity and the things that you're seeing in the church? Yeah, you know, I think probably for me what it was was the uh, going through the confusion of, for me, it was around 2012 when I began to notice so much confusion, not just in the world, not just on the secular, unsaved celebrities, you know, social media, but started seeing all, all of the weird things in Christianity, hearing pastors and church leaders or influencers say really strange things. And I'm and, and I would listen to them. I would say, okay, I've been a Christian since I was a kid, and I don't know what they mean. That doesn't sound right to me, though I don't understand the language they're using. So, for me, it was trying to find out for my own brain: Am I just getting old, or is something actually changing? And once I decided, no, things are actually changing, and we are beginning to lose people from the faith. Hmm. What really affected me wasn't wasn't the the uh, it wasn't the platform people that were deconstructing. What really did it for me was friends of mine who were deconstructing is people that I knew, some people that I went to church with who were literally losing their families, you know, getting divorced, having extramarital affairs. Some of them left the church and started their own cult. You know, um, it was though it was all of that stuff that made me say, okay, I think I have an idea of what's going on. And I think that I could help speak truth into it and if and if not me then who and if not now then when and that's when i decided to start speaking up a little bit the you know when we're all about the same age i would guess uh you know within a within a margin and (laughs) (laughs) thank you but i don't think so but go ahead (laughs) how old are you i gotta what's I'm 46. Okay, so I'll I'll be 42 this year so i'm not i'm not that uh and and chris how old are you 45. okay 45. billy's the young one over here so 37. I have the mentality of a 12-year-old, but that's I mean, that is yeah. correct. So we, we, there's about a median age here, but no, you know, you're right, you're right. You when we so were young, I didn't notice. That's true. When that's we, yeah, when we were, you know, younger, there was a methodology shift in the church. And so the older generation was going, "Okay, this rock music and they were doing songs differently and we were, you know, we were doing all these things. Youth group looked differently, all of this, but the the message was still the same. You know, it was still rooted in, you know, kind of orthodox Christian thought. But now we're seeing it's not it's not just the methodology shifting again. It's now the message is shifting as well. Would you say that that's fair? I do think that's fair. And I feel like that we took back then, I think we took a lot of things for granted. I and mean, that's what I'm learning now is I think we all had assumptions that when we when we said um, the lordship of Jesus back then, everybody assumed that meant something. The mm. assumption would mean that. Lordship under Christ would be an adherence to his words in the Bible. And maybe we didn't say those things. That's just what people meant. And so now we can all say, oh, yeah, I follow Christ. But what we're finding out is that there's a bunch of different ideas of who Christ might be. Um, and, and I don't mean that I believe that, of course. But what I mean is that's what we're seeing now. Uh, so I do agree with that. And I think that we can't take those things 
for granted any longer. When people say things that sound not right, we should question them. I mean, I think it's great to give the benefit of the doubt, but we should be asking some questions about what they mean when they say that, you know? The universal Jesus. That was the one in the latest, you know. Universal I, Christ. Yeah. I, universal I, Christ. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I, is I that? I don't, I don't even know what, what that, that is. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the uni- yeah. The universal Christ, uh, I guess, is this idea that, uh, oh gosh, actually, Lucas, you probably know it better than anybody. You just wrote a book on this stuff. <laughs> right. So universal Christ is actually a term that was probably most coined by a guy named Richard Rohr, who has um, really infiltrated, I'll say, um, among a lot of, uh, of the kind of Nashville scene, Christian artists and others, you know, in that space and, you know, very, I mean, best-selling author, uh, he's kind of this hermit guy, um, Catholic, uh, uh sort of mystic Catholic, you know, uh, background. And it, it's, it's, it, it's almost this pantheistic sort of mindset that, that God is, that Christ is in everything. And so we're all kind of just participating in this universal Christ that's there. Um, and he, I mean, I, I deconstructed a little bit in the Christian left, uh, but it's, it's a really bizarre kind of mystic thing. And it just, it just really discounts the, it, it downgrades the person of Jesus. Yeah. So instead of having a personal intimate relationship with the savior, who is a, a, you know, uh, the, the second part of the Trinity it becomes more this this amorphous sort of idea of Christ that we're all rather than a into. person. Somebody we're yeah. all plugged into. That is actually a really fantastic definition, and you're right, uh, Rorty is definitely the. I, I don't know how that influence happened. Yeah, but you'll you start noticing it. Maybe even a lot of people listening. If you go to your best friend's house and whatever, and they've got a Richard Rorty book laying around, it it. it that's happened to me. And I've been like, Hey, what are you, what are you reading, brother? What, what is that on your shelf? Like, Oh, it's this, whatever. And the more you look into it, it pantheistic really is a great way to say it. it's pantheistic. It has that new age, the new age movement, you know, mysticism to it as well. And, and just this, I, this kind of moralistic, you know, what it, sometimes they call it therapeutic, moralistic de- uh, deism as well. It's got that sort of thing put into it that we kind of all, get lifted to this universal oneness yep. kind of idea. Yep. And it's, there are certain bits of it that are like Christianity, but they, but it is not Christianity, but Christians, we just haven't, I don't know. I, I'm really, bu- well, I'm really <laughs> bummed about it. I gotta be honest. I'm really bummed about it. Don't you think the pace at which, and we've talked about this before, but culture is denigrating, it's falling apart, and there's all this pressure, and it's like crazy, follow your own feelings, you turn on the TV at 8 o'clock, you can't even believe like what you're seeing. I mean, it's everything is crazy, and it's pushing people toward worship yourself, love yourself, do what makes you happy, and it just feels like it has come into the church, and that Christians are doing it too, right? And yeah. I guess it makes sense when all the pressure is on on you and you don't even realize it's happening and you've got all these forces, which is a whole other conversation happening in culture at the same time that you're going to slide down that that hill if you're not deeply rooted. Right. So how have you avoided that, though? Like as somebody who you guys have been famous and you've been in the scene for a really long time. I'm just curious, like in general, how you've avoided any of those traps. Mm. Well, I mean, I'll give you some answers. And everybody listening is going to be like, dude, I wanted a better answer than that. It's like uh, it's like if you could get your own personal, um, you know, uh, fitness guru and you're like, what do I got to do to get ripped? And they're like, "Um, stop eating donuts, 
<laughs> yeah. That's a struggle for me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. But you're like, yeah, I already know that, but can you give me something else? And they're like, no, stop eating donuts and go for a run. You know, um, <laughs> here's the thing for skillet. I, I am so thankful to the Lord. Skillet always remained a part of a church, a part of a local church. And I think what you get certainly in Christian, Christian music and with Christian itinerant speakers and people that are just doing their own thing, you just get away from any sort of influence and we need each other. God has made us so that we are joined together. You know, the Bible says we're brick by brick, right? We are laid together as living stones side by side. We need each other. And I think what happens is a lot of Christian musicians get out on the road. They don't have that relationship. And then people are praising you all the time. <laughs> Either they think you suck or they're praising you. And, you know, you're on stage and they're, they're shouting and you don't get used to hearing anything negative from anybody. And then if you become a famous Christian artist, well, you probably are more famous and more powerful. I hate to use the word powerful, but you have a larger platform than maybe your preacher or your elders at your church. And you just kind of get into this space where no one says anything to you and then your mind runs off. Skillet has always remained a part of a local church in the living body of Christ. And that is so very important and staying strict to an adherence of the gospel in Jesus Christ. And so I don't know, I think that that's a huge thing that unfortunately a lot of a lot of people don't have. I, I love that answer. I think that is just really key. And I think it's something that separates um, a lot of the acts that have stayed, you know, um, uh, have really continued to walk out their faith and and those that have maybe drifted. And certainly, you know, you can be a an artist that's not connected to the local church and still, you know, stay connected to the Lord. It's not that those things, but I, I think it's what a great, you know, what a great testimony that and and really, um, you know, it, it's it's living out what you're actually, you know, oftentimes, you know, testifying when you're on the road. Um, I'm curious, I, you know, this is, this is a little bit off topic, but, um, Enneagram, is that something that, what's your, do you have a take on that? <laughs> I don't know much about the, uh, that. I remember when it became a craze a couple of years ago and I remember, I just don't like trends and exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. I, I, I hate I, it because everyone loves it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know as though there's anything you know, inherently wrong with, I mean, at the surface, is it a personality test? Is it any different than some of these other things? But I've just seen like the same crowd that's like all over Richard Rohr is the same yeah. crowd that's like all over the Enneagram. Sometimes that there's like a lot of crossover there you know, from that. And uh, I just thought that was, that was interesting. And it just seems to kind of like originate out of, out of Nashville oftentimes. So, you know what, you're, uh, you're actually right. Uh, and I had said that to one of my friends that I work with. And they said, hey, what do you think about when I said, uh, the Enneagram? And I said, man, I don't know if you know, but in the last few months, I've only just found out exactly what you said. It is the same crowd. And it shows me yeah. It shows me that the church has focused. Something that the church really has done is, is focus on the spiritualism and the mysticism and the, the new age. You can be the best you you could ever be. And God wants you to be awesome. God wants you to just be so happy. And we've not done a very good job of teaching what the gospel actually is, which is repentance. That's what the prophets, that's what all the prophets would, were all about. They would go back and say, hey, this is what the Lord says. You should have done what the law of God says, but you have been disobeying. And so now God sends the prophet in. We're not really preaching repentance anymore. And it's almost like we're trying to convince everybody that you need to understand God really cares about you and he'll make you an awesome person. 
And God does care about you. But, you know, as we just saw with, you know, this week with um, Kevin Max and his deconstruction yeah. thing about this. Well, I just believe that God's listening to me. And if and if God's listening to me, then he wants what's best for me and yada, yada. And of course, God's listening to you. But he wants to bring you to repentance so that he can make you a brand new person. And that stuff really that stuff is really sad to me because people get people get deceived so easily from it. And yeah. that, that's really bumming me out. It, it, there seems to be more interest in, you know, what a personality profile says about me than what the word says about me, you know, and that's, yeah. that, that, that seems to be a little off. I don't mind the Enneagram thing. If it's used as a supplemental thing after other things have been taught, if you're using it as a, like we were using it as a tool in a, in a Sunday school class. And we thought there's a lot of controversy about these Enneagram things. So let's do a different type of personality test to get away from this, this particular one that has been controversial and focus on focus on the same kind of principles, but through another tool, but to use it as a tool that also backs up how to, okay, so this is my faith. I, I know Jesus. He's Lord of my life. How do I best put this into practice in my life? And here's a, just another tool for you to use. It's not the only tool. It's sure. not something spiritual. It's something that, listen, God gave us all different personalities. So let's explore what those look like and how we work with each other to best implement you know, to, to discover whether you're a hand or a foot or a, you know, an elbow or a whatever, right? To, to figure out those things. I'm like of the, I don't, I don't have any problem with what Billy. you just said. I'm just like, get to know the person and like, then you'll find out if they're an elbow. Like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, I, <laughs> I don't. I can't name your body part right here. I, <laughs> I get it. Listen, I, the one thing about the whole deconstruction thing <clears throat> that is really weird to watch and I have friends who are going through it. There are people that we all would know who are going through it publicly. And when you watch their posts on social and you see what they're talking about, it's all about like, I want to live my life how I want. And God needs to come alongside that, right? Like he, he needs to justify the things that I'm doing. And it almost feels more like just not, and I, I don't want to oversimplify because I understand people are going through different things, but it feels more like looking for excuses for how you want to live for a lot of people than it is dying, mm. dying to self, which is what, the gospel is right i mean right i don't know I don't absolutely know. uh you know i really agree with that it's funny because every time i i read every time somebody deconstructs and they they always post it and they say all the things and when i read it i go yeah i hear you that's the reason that jesus came and died so it's kind of like that's what you that's what you claimed to know 20 years ago and then you were but <laughs> right. that's why you have faith is because right. you're, it's not supposed to be about you. Right. Uh, God is not here for you, you know, uh, to, to give you every, he's not a genie in a bottle. He's not here for you. You are here for his pleasure. That's actually what the gospel is. So it's almost like we're starting over. And, and I find that really uh, absolutely remarkable. And we haven't seen the end of it. We certainly yeah. haven't seen the end of it in the Christian music world. Um, I will say the good news is that there are a lot of Christian musicians who love Christ, who love the word of God and who believe that they have a calling to share Jesus through music or to uh, just glorify God through their music, whatever that may be. Tons and tons of musicians that, that really do love Jesus. Uh, but on the other hand, we're going to see more deconstruct over the next 12 months. I think, I think, it'll be, I think it might be like a bit of a flood. Yeah. John, you've been in this business, obviously, a while. I mean, and you don't have to say names on this or anything like that. But do you have bands that are coming to you that that are these guys that are going, hey, we our faith matters to us. We want to do this right. I mean, do you find that you're able to have a lot of conversations with younger bands and up and coming, you know, maybe artists that 
are seeking you out for, you know, mentoring or wisdom and those things? You know, I, I will say um, there have been more recently. And it seems to me what's happened. I don't know if I'm right or not. You guys are a lot smarter than me. But it seems to me what's happened is that this massive shaking has gone on and is still going on. And there's a lot of people that I think just weren't aware of it. And this is certainly where I was a handful of years ago. I just wasn't aware of the shaking. And now that I'm becoming more aware of it, it's like I'm I'm extremely vigilant about what's going on. And that can have a really good effect. God can use that for his purposes to, to wake up uh, to wake up the sleeping army of God almost. I think that that waking up is happening and there are more musicians that I run into or that will give me a text and say, what do you think about X, Y, or Z? And again, I won't say names or the articles they're talking about, but what I can tell what they mean is that I read this article. I'm not sure if this sounds right or not. What do you think? And that is actually a big step from three or four yeah. years ago. When, yeah. when people would just, they just would repost the first thing they saw that, that felt good or sounded good. Next thing you know, you're reposting something that you wish you hadn't of. That's actually a big step. Mm. Can I address something with reposting? And I want you guys to push back. So John, push back if you disagree. But I keep seeing people who I really respect and, and really like posting quotes from people who I'm like, it's one thing to disagree with. I guess I don't go out of my way to share quotes. Like, and I'm talking like faith quotes from people who I feel are theologically really off and not just like off on one issue. They're really off. But yeah, I, I keep seeing these same names, you know, and I don't want to mention them, but you know, that are getting quoted by people. And I almost have this moment where I start, I'm kind of like, uh, you get like deflated a little bit, like, wow. I didn't realize that that person was putting that much stake in what that other person who's totally wrong <laughs> is saying. I don't know. Is it just me or is that like, I, do you guys feel that when you see that happen? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, it, it's hard, isn't it? Because I know I'm going to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I personally like that, 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 I personally like the idea that I could have a quote from someone that I, as you, I know you're not, this isn't what you're saying, Billy, but, that I disagree with about, I don't know, pedo baptism, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but I really agree with what they're saying on, I don't know, the doctrines of grace. That's actually a good example because a lot of reformed people are, are also into pedo baptism. <laughs> and so that's actually a good example. Uh, it doesn't mean I have to agree with everything they said. I just think they had a, a great thing to say on repentance or on whatever. The problem is, is that we have entered in such a time of heresy. I mean, we have entered in such a just dark time of apostasy and heresy. And one more thing I want to say, just because it's a soapbox of mine, Billy, is that I do think that there are some people on social media that are using it deceptively. I actually think they are purposely, they are purposely saying things that could be taken in two different ways to push an agenda that I think is actually not orthodox but they are saying it with enough wiggle room that they can be like what do you mean I, I wouldn't mean that and and that's that's a pet peeve of mine so then all of a sudden i'm like man i'm gonna be i'm gonna repost something somebody said that i agree with but it's starting to seem like they have nefarious motives on a larger picture and i just don't know what to do with that it's become i guess what i'm saying yeah. is i hear you but i should right. I, but i also would love the fact that we could have grace for one another and being like, yeah, I love this person with that doesn't mean I have to agree with them on 
soteriology. That's fair. <clears throat> no, that's a hundred percent fair. Yeah. I think, I think it's just been interesting to kind of watch some of this because these people are being normalized. I guess that's, you know, some of these people yeah. who yes. do not have views that would be biblical in any way, maybe like they're 20% biblical in the rest, you know, <laughs> and you're, and you're watching them become hallmarks in the Christian world and people who are Orthodox are quoting them and you're like, do they not realize? And I've had conversations where I'm like reaching out to people like, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying like, you know, you reach a lot of young people and they're seeing you. And I've had people say, I think you're right, actually. And I've had other people be like, get away from me. Stop. I don't want to hear it. But but it's like, yeah, anyway, that's a pet peeve of mine. Now, I, I don't agree, know if you, actually, Billy. <clears throat> I don't know if you're aware of this book that is out. On oh, the look at here. that. Look at this. Oh, awake, and, nice. awake and Alive to Truth. There's there's a guy, John Cooper. Oh, it's, it's you uh, who wrote this. <laughs> now, this book. I mean, move over Christian left. The Christian left is also a great book. Get that too. But you know, this is this is a book that it, it was bold. And just to read the subtitle, Finding Truth in the Chaos of a Relativistic World. What's been the reaction to this book? Well, uh, you know, I think most people, it seems like, um, I think the reaction has been really good as far as I can tell. I mean, I think that probably what it, a lot of people are probably excited that it's coming that the book is coming from an unexpected source. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's, and, and how I view that, you know, my friend who I know you guys know, uh, uh, Lisa Childers, she says it like, um, that it's like for the boots on the ground people. I thought that was a really great way to say it. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have your theology class, obviously saying authority of scripture, you know, um, absolute truth and this and the other. Um, but you don't see it a lot in the Christian, quote, influencer world or celebrity world. I, don't, I hate to call myself a celebrity, but you know what I mean. And I think that people are kind of quite excited to hear it from that point of view. And my hope and my prayer has been that a lot of younger people that might not love reading a theology book or maybe even aren't Christians and not into Christian books in general might read it. And it might be an anchor for them, you know, an anchor in this in this storm where everybody's being thrown to and fro on every wave of doctrine, as the Bible would say. So that's my prayer. And, and I, I think that that's happening. I hope <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. No, that's well, awesome. I know, uh, I know you got to get on stage here shortly. So uh, tell, make a little plug for your podcast. Oh, sure. I'd love to. Well, um, let's see. First of all, I'll tell people if you want to get the book, uh, the best place to get it is still my website, John L and um, but as of the last two weeks, it is available on Amazon. They're out, though, at the moment. So go to Amazon or my website. Also on my website, you can find my podcast. I only release it once a week. It is called Cooper Stuff Podcast. And kind of the idea of Cooper Stuff, honestly, was just like culture. What is happening this week? And the reason I started it, honestly, is because, like we said earlier, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I didn't find it that confusing or complex to live for Jesus. Like it, I just don't think that living for Jesus is supposed to be so hard to discern what to do all the time because it's, it's not made for the intelligentsia. The gospel isn't made for the intellectual class. The, the Bible says that it, he, um, it, the foolish, um, all of a sudden I can't remember my Bible verses. Uh, God called the foolish to shame the wise. Well, all of a sudden yep. my Bible verses yep. are, you get my point. He called fishermen and he called like normal people to understand the simplicity of, of a deep gospel. And so I started the podcast because now people are like, I don't know what to do to live for Jesus. One person tells me A, the other person tells me Z. 
is it Jesus Christ or is it the universal Jesus? And what does that even mean? And so Cooper Stuff Podcast is like, hey, stop making stuff so hard. This is what it means to live for Jesus. And we talk about culture and a little bit of philosophy and things like that. It's a very, very good show. It's, yeah, it's you, a fun it's a fun show for sure. Are you okay? Last question for me, and I don't know. I know we, we need to let this you guys go, gotta go rock a house. I understand. There. I understand. Do you do you have any plans for any other books? Or are you still kind of riding on the on this one? Or do you think you could write another one? Is it is there another book in you? <laughs> no one has asked me that, Billy. I'm so glad that you did. Uh, I, I I started writing my next book about uh, three weeks ago. And I don't know when it would be released. I would hope maybe early next year. But uh, I am quite excited about it. And, and I'm writing more about my view of, of what music is, um, a little bit of, uh, of philosophy of music and a little bit of theology of music and how I believe that God, that God, wants, God wants to fill us with his presence and his spirit that we could go into a world and bring the light to the world. That's, that's what I believe. And I think that music is a great way to do that. So it talks about some of my philosophies about music and some of my testimony as well. I'll get a little deeper into my testimony of why I do music and how I, I believe that the gospel, um, the music is a great way to share the gospel. Billy, Look I, at that. Billy, Look, I thought, I thought you, you heard gonna, it here first. I thought that's you were, right. I thought you were going to ask him, do you have any video projects that are coming up that you might be a part of? Billy, every, oh, yeah. every time we have anybody that has any sort of media influence at all, he asks if they're doing some sort of movie or video that he could be a part of. Billy's going to want to be in the next when the music iron, video. You have to strike I'm when sure. the iron's hot, guys. I don't know what to tell you. you gotta like, you got to wiggle your way into everything. I don't know what to tell you. Okay? That's how it works. All right? Oh, man. Well, John, hey, I appreciate so much you coming on. I know you got to uh, get on the stage. Any pre-show rituals here? Any, uh, I mean, well, what do we have? apparently now I need to go change my shirt. I think you look great. And don't don't listen to Chris. Don't, don't listen Chris. to Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, but I do, um, you know, I do kind of, I like to warm up my voice for about 20 okay. or 30 minutes. And Mostly I with would, Sandy Patty's. You want to do some of that here? I already did. Yeah, I already okay. did. Same yeah. Sandy Patty. Okay, all right. If Sandy Patty yeah. did it, we're good. Lucas, don't get stingy. I already <laughs> right. gave you something. You know, he that. was going to ask for a Spice Girls wannabe. Actually, he was talking about that. There, but you know, it's okay. You can ask him, Lucas. You don't have to be ashamed. I know. Yeah, I know. just just come out with it. But uh, yeah, so that I do that, and then I always got to get a little a body warm up, a little bit of exercise. Otherwise, at, at our age, since I found out that we actually are all the same age, at our age, you can't just go on stage. You're gonna you're gonna pull a hemi. You, you got to do so. <laughs> You'll be out for out for a year, you know, so, yeah. I actually, before I preach, a lot of times I will kind of stand in the back and uh, I kind of like jump up and down. Not like when <laughs> yeah. my knees are going very high, but like I'll kind of get some bounce going and yeah. you know, just picturing, I'm just work picturing it in. this. Yeah. I need to talk oh my to, gosh! Can I you just let him go? He has he has bit. heard enough from all of us, and certainly enough from your story. Of actually, I liked now. hearing that. That was good. I liked See? it. See. Whatever, whatever you have to say, John, to make him feel better. Billy, Billy warms up for the podcast by having a sandwich. That's exactly. Actually, a hamburger. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds there good. You go. There you go. Oh, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank we'll you, let you go uh, um, rock it tonight, and uh, uh, we'll have to have you. Welcome back anytime for sure. So we got to do this again. Well, so cool to see you guys. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks. For Take care, John. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. All right. That was a lot of fun. That is great. What a cool that was guy. Awesome. How about Chris insulting him within 
I three seconds of him, him coming on. Listen, Are you going to wear have, that? Have, it's a great shirt. I Chris have is, seen him in. I have seen their concerts. He's usually in all black. The fact that it had all this color on it made me ask, oh, is that, are you wearing that on, I should have asked it, is that what you're wearing A lot of things to bleep out in this episode. Nope, not bleeping that one out. I stand by <laughs> A it. A lot of things to bleep out. Well, that was great. Oh, well, God. I love, so I, here's, here's one of the things I, I want to ask, and I, I was going to ask him, but we're trying to get him on stage. So the whole, part of the problem, and I love the fact that he talked about how Skillet still is involved with a local church, connected to a local church. I think that's so huge. I think a big part of our problem is that there are a lot of, with this deconstruction, with this K-Max stuff that came out, and these, who was, there was another band guy that Christian Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan yeah, yeah, yeah. Steins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, and, and they're, you know, they're deconstructing and whatever that is. I think there's a combination of, one, people who aren't involved in church, they're not staying plugged in. And the other is a lack of education and, and witnessing and discipleship from people like the three of, not necessarily the three of us, but people who are like the three of us with our faith, who aren't discipling and teaching and mentoring people mm-hmm. who are maybe struggling, maybe people who have been you know in the faith for 30 years, and then suddenly they're, they're struggling, and there's nobody standing beside them you know, working with them. Right? I, I look at this church thing, and people who fall away from the faith, I find, are often people who don't don't attend church regularly at a church that's preaching the gospel. I should add, but who don't and and they say, well, I can go worship God in nature. I can go be out in the mountains and and worship God. My my grandfather always had an answer for that. It's like you know, he always said, I'll agree that you can if you'll agree that you won't. Right? That I can go out there and I can have church in the mountains by myself. Right? It's not it's not going to happen. You're not you're not doing it. But the other thing <laughs> but, is. It's people who call themselves Christians not not living the life of, of Christ in front of people and are spending all of their time judging people. And I don't mean you can't judge. Obviously, you judge right and wrong, but who are being judgmental or coming across as judgmental mm-hmm. and not having a Christ-like spirit in the way that they— the, the way that they may be completely right factually when it, when it comes to judging it against—judging conduct and attitudes against Scripture— but when Jesus says, I've given you a new command because this is a new covenant, and my one new command that goes with this new covenant is love others the way I've loved you, right? They don't do that. People who are new covenant people aren't living by the one command that's tied to the new covenant, directly tied to the new covenant. You know, I've, I've, um, I've quoted this a couple times here recently on shows, but the there's a quote from Irenaeus, one of the early church fathers. He was He wrote a book in one... Uh, when, uh, 180 AD called Against Heresies. And it's, you know, it's one of these things that's like this thick. I think um, I have it. I just ordered it. I'm not even joking. Because really? I had a dream that one day I could be like you and find time to read a page of it at least. <laughs> it's I good. It. It's good. And um, he, he, he critiques the first century church being in the second century himself, which is interesting that there was critiques of the first century church that soon. And he basically says that the reason why the first century church was not able to fully refute Gnosticism was that they didn't understand it fully. Mm. And and so he writes this book really trying to expound upon truly what is Gnosticism and why is it wrong and why is it heretical and everything else to try to really kind of put the nail in the coffin on it. And um, I, I think that we have the same thing today. People don't understand. I mean, even just hearing this term, universal Christ. Well, okay. You know, like right. if you don't know that it's connected to a very specific, you know, uh, you know, Catholic mystic, you know, that's that's writing that or uh, new age kind of thinker. Um, it just it kind of sounds okay. Right. And so um, I think that we have a lot of people that just don't, they don't know what critical theory is. They don't know what liberation theology is. They don't know what 
uh, even progressive ideology really means or teaches. And they're just very easily kind of led into that. Yeah, I agree. Well, so, I mean, when you talk about worldview, I, this all boils down to worldview, all of these things, right? Like, what is your worldview and where are you getting your information from? Richard Dawkins, you all saw that this week, I'm sure. Right. Or no, did you not? No, I didn't see it. So, you know, Richard Dawkins in was 2014. The, was it about the Down what? syndrome? Was it about the Down about syndrome? About the Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this goes back to 2014. He sent a tweet. He was responding to somebody. I don't remember the exact wording, but somebody was saying, what would I do if I ever had? I don't know what I would do if I was pregnant and the baby had Down syndrome. And he basically said, abort it and try again. You know, it would be Ugh. immoral to bring the baby into the world. Now, mm. he apologized at the and, time. And he, said, and he also said it would make the world less happy. Well, this is a separate comment. So, oh, okay. So yes, so he this is the 2014 thing. He apologizes now. Years later, he's in an interview this past week with a guy who did bring a Down syndrome baby into the world. So the host of the show has a child with Down syndrome and brings up this comment from 2014. And yes, Chris Dawkins says, "I take back the immoral part, but I I believe essentially that there'd be more happiness in the world if you chose to have a different baby instead." So he basically doubled down net on the abortion. Yeah. But that's a world that's coming from yeah. this is the natural yeah. progression of the atheistic, secularistic mm -hmm. worldview, because where else do you go with it? It's right. only right. about your happiness. Yep. And that would mean get rid of the baby you think. Meanwhile, Down people with Down syndrome love their life. Ninety nine percent of them. There was a study in 2011. They love their life. They're yep. super happy now. And not people, everybody, and, but and people are drawn to them. People like them and yeah. are drawn to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. it's 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 sick to me. But that's why worldview is so important, right? It and so where are you getting your worldview from? And Absolutely. by the way, Lucas, Jonathan Steingarten, he had, do you remember the woman that you and I, so Lucas and I, for those listening, we've talked about this on the show. I I was meeting with somebody and I was kind of uncomfortable meeting with this person. And so I called <laughs> Lucas, who happened to be in Los Angeles at the Worst time. decision of my life. <laughs> I was in LA and I'm like, Lucas, you should come to this hotel because there's going to be a fun <laughs> conversation at this hotel. Oh, and, and there was. And so I, Lucas gets there and realizes it's too late. Now, this particular person, she's very nice, but she is a huge progressive and has a very popular YouTube channel. And this person ended up being on Jonathan Steingarten's podcast. And, they were and I was like, this is full circle. Oh, but no. we sat for i don't know three hours and talked about almost every issue you could imagine and it was very interesting it was it was a little bit awkward <laughs> so, so it was more than a little <laughs> yeah. so speaking of awkward why don't we I because we haven't we times. haven't done it in some time and the fact that john was on oh, our show yeah. reminded me of this we should take a break and play that little jingle thing that we're supposed to play every once in a while right are we supposed yes. to keep playing that yeah, you are. Okay, and so we have a phone call to make, don't we? We have a phone call to make, and I have a I have a possible new um, fundraiser attention getter for the for the church boys that we might need to consider. But we'll talk about it on the other side of this. The church boys. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. The Church Boys. Man, I eat those guys. Do you think we could convince John Cooper to be the fourth church boy? He's going to have to fight with Abby. 
Well, Abby well, is definitely. I feel like they could I, rotate. I would have both of those people. On, yeah, I think that'd be good. I he is, and he did it from remember, like his RV do you, trailer. Do you? Yeah. Do you remember Billy when we had um, uh, uh Joe Bonson Crowder? What? No. No. No, no, Crowder the singer. Crowder guest oh, hosted an episode I of the show. I thought you were talking about having Crowder, like Stephen Crowder. I'm like, what no, are you not the man about? suing YouTube. I'm talking about the. I'm talking Don't, uh, about. We can't talk no, about I'm things. No, I'm not we, going that. Talk about things we up, can't talk about. Things we can't talk yes, about on the show. We can't bring up employers, but I will tell you <laughs> that. that like you're that trying to have, screw me. Been, I see how. It, I see what you're uh, doing. No, I'm not I'm doing not anything. Totally I just the shirt I'm, was very nice. I'm I didn't so mean glad anything that I'm so independent. Totally aware. Shirt, of what you're I didn't doing. mean anything by the shirt. Totally aware. Um. So, I heard chowder, chowder, New England clam but no, chowder. Do you remember hey, Billy. When, when we had when we had um, Joe Bonsell from the Oak Ridge Boys on, and I was fanboying all over the place. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I I was I was withholding this time with with Cooper today because I'm like I can't believe John Cooper's on the show. I'm so Chris and I, Chris I li- and I, I actually have to, a history I listen of to like skillet probably five days out of seven. So, listeners, just so you know, we're going to have more guests on this show. That's something we've committed to because the, we realize the, that we're not that exciting by ourselves. Oh, no, we're but, lame. But Church Boys, like season one and two, even though we never had seasons, like had random people. Like Crowder, the singer, came out and guest hosted. I don't even know how that happened. He's like, I'll come and guest. <laughs> so, I'm thinking we should bring like maybe a fourth Church Boy on occasionally. Maybe Palaha, John Cooper. If he's did willing. Palaha ever guest host? Did he take up a, a third chair or was he just on the show? <laughs> he. He has not, but I feel like he might, and I think we'd have a really good time with Blaha. Yeah. We should start a rumor that Cooper said yes that he would. <laughs> so like let's do him. let's run a Christian Post story this week. <laughs> rumor has it. That Cooper is gonna be the fourth church boy, and then he'll read it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I'm sure that'll make him want to do it. Right. He'll be all over it. <laughs> Screw you guys. So Okay, so I want one of his tank tops. I, I just too. hope that we get a tank top out of the deal. I want Billy to have one of his tank tops, but with sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a what? phone call to make, right? Yeah, we we try I've that got first? a gun. I got a little Look bit of a gun. That. Oh, I'll, let's whip him out, Billy. It's looking good. I, I, I've uh, been lifting weights. But I want Have you really? Yeah, I have been. Like sandwiches or like weights, weights? No, no, I've been lifting. I've been Look lifting weights. Look, I kind of have a little. It's Look still at coming. This little a thing. Little. Yeah. It's coming. Look at it's you. coming. It's not a tumor. <laughs> I have to strain really I, hard, but it's I coming. spent so much time weightlifting in my younger days that now I am in pain constantly. I, yeah. I, I don't blame just. I don't just blame weightlifting. Try relief factor. I just. <laughs> I just. I also blame sports and being hit by cars and things like that. So, um. That poor car. <laughs> I know. Put a dent right in the hood. Um, Billy, you were saying that you were having some kid problems. Are, are you having? Are you having bedtime issues again? No, my. You know what? My kids go through phases. I know you don't experience this because your children are abnormally sane. Now they take up their mother. I go. I. I mean, my kids are Italian, so. But you, you <laughs> have like these periods of time where they and it's like definitely because something's going on or there's they're tired or because you know you've changed something but where they're just like bad every day for like a week Mm -hmm. you know and you go through this period and you're like this sucks and then they're cute again and you forget it yeah but like and i know parents listening can relate to this because you you just you go through periods so we've been in a period of time with my younger one she's super good at school she doesn't misbehave at school but by the time she gets home she is rough she's running out of goodness 
just meltdowns, unhappy, everything's a problem, fighting, you know, like, and it's so it like a phone call with you, basically. <laughs> basically every, that might be where they get it from and you know so yeah it's been a rough it's been a rough couple of weeks and i feel like when that happens it can be very discouraging because i think parents feel like and i know this isn't the case so i don't really feel this way it's like oh it's it's only my kid right like oh my kids are the only one who's having this and it's like that's no, that's not the case kids. we had to take the ipads away like they're Ooh, gone the ipads are only serious. accessible on weekends for a small period of time right. and that is just the way it's going to be because they mm. cannot handle the stimulus of oh, really? the iPad. Yeah, it we, is the yeah. Our kids get some iPad time, but it's always limited, like you know, 20, 30 minutes, and they don't do it every day. But if if they wanted to do it every day, it would be limited to 20, 30 minutes. But yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's there's other things for them to also go outside. Right. So do yeah. your kids? And I, I say this leading because there's a story that I want to mention, and then I want to mention this fun fun fundraiser, and we need to call our special guest. Um, that's not nearly John Cooper. Though he thinks, like, if you looked at him, you'd think he thinks he's John Cooper, right? <laughs> but he ain't. Um, there was a. Do your kids, when you travel, do they watch movies in the car? Or they sit and they listen to music. What do they? What do your children do in the car? They and, 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 used to. Go ahead. They used to watch movies. They used to play. They used to do things in the car. The pandemic ruined them because we didn't go anywhere. Oh, so yeah. now going to Pennsylvania for an hour and a half is like torture. They're like car sick. They hate it. Do, um, do you guys have a movie play like a DVD player in the in the roof of your car that flips down or anything? No, because okay. we literally are not Trumps. Um, but we, we, have, we have they one. have we're their iPads. <laughs> we don't. We're not Trumps as we we're not Trumps. We don't let our kids watch DVDs from the roof of the car <laughs> on our way to our second home. On they the use lake. their iPads. No, they do. They watch movies on their iPads occasionally, but they I mean, Pennsylvania is like a long trip for them now. We used to drive six hours yeah, with them and yeah. they would be great. But yeah, they they will watch stuff or they'll go to sleep because usually we're leaving right after school. So they'll fall asleep for a good hour on do, the way there. Lucas, when Chrissy's driving, do you bother her while she's driving? Well, she drives most of the time on right. her trips. Right. Because I have in the back a seat. number of speeding like, tickets, like so Daisy we try to avoid that. Oh, that's wait, interesting. Wait. No, this is a new thing. We have been, so wait, I didn't, been I didn't know over, you were a scofflaw. I've been pulled over a few times, okay. mostly in my younger years, although I did get one ticket this last year. That's my first one in a while. So what are you driving wow. that are, that's getting you pulled over? Do you drive like sports cars kind of stuff that's getting you pulled over? Are you just? Like, I picture him in like the Scooby Doo van. I picture him in the church van, right? And he's just oh, the influence yeah. church van. It's just so I used to have. Um, I used to have a BMW, okay, and that that was not very good for that. Oh. And then we had a little Mini Cooper, and so then I drove. Uh, I drove a Suburban for a while. That was an older Suburban, and I never got pulled over in that. Right. Um, and then I, I had the, uh, the miles media van. I drove for a little bit trying to, you know, we were, we were kind of hitting some financial goals. And so, uh, that I didn't get pulled over either. That's like, that is like the Scooby-Doo van basically. What did you get pulled over in the most recent time? Um, my, I have a newer, uh, lease. It's a, uh, Kia K5. It's a little sporty Kia. It's a, it's a GT line. If you really would like to i know. only drive rav4s because they're affordable well, that's, kind of, a sport, I, that's well, kind of a sporty little car yeah it's got red seats and it's the wolf gray one yeah billy only buy drives um rav4s which has a stereo, i will only drive a an suv here right i will only drive an suv in new york 
Well, this is all wheel drive, um, and uh, it was it was in my budget, so right. I got it. That's nice. Looking but um, I love that. But That's yeah, so Chrissy nice. drives a lot on on trips, and then I'm usually working, making phone calls, and also even if I'm not, you know, it's not really just because I'm getting you know pulled over all the time. But you know, I just if I'm by myself, I'm fine. Yeah. But like. I'm I'm wanting to multitask all the time while I'm driving, and so it's just better if somebody else does. It. So I I can't I read a screen without throwing up in the car. I, yeah, like, I it makes me I very. Sick. I have to drive. Oh, I, I could just, I, just I could write a book in the front seat while I'm driving yeah. with my right you hand. You did, just, yeah, basically. No, I um no, I have to. I drive most of the time because I, I I like to drive. But so my kids, I think the greatest thing in the world, the greatest invention ever, is the is the DVD player in the in the van. Right in the mm. it's a great. I, at first, I'm like, no, my kids. I grew up without one. My children don't need one. You've heard that argument before, I'm sure. But um, it is. It saves you a headache because suddenly they're quiet, <laughs> and they're not because you know, Billy. I'm sure you're one of these people growing up, and probably you too. Are we there yet? Right, asking the questions. How close are we? Like, it's been five minutes. Are we close yet? You know that sort of thing. Which. Anyway, I say yeah. all of that. To Why say, is it so far away? And it's like, it's an hour, like so enough. There is a story that was on Good Morning I'm quoting Good Morning America again. A story was on Good Morning America this week. I don't have the audio clip, but uh, the, the, the event happened a couple weeks ago, but the bus driver in this situation was just on the show this week. And there was a, a and in South Carolina, there was an army recruit or a guy who was at a training camp in, in, in the army. And had decided that he did not want to be in the army anymore. Is going AWOL, and has a had took a rifle with him, and was trying to get rides from people along the highway because he wanted to go home, or he wanted to get to the next town. Um, and so, but nobody was picking up. Shock and amaze. There's a man standing on the side of the road. Nobody will pick him up, and he's carrying a gun. So he decides he sees that there's a whole group of kids lining up at his school bus stop. So he goes <laughs> and he gets in line with the kids. And these 18 kids get on the bus and he tries to get on the bus and the bus driver's like, no, you can't come on, tries to stop him. And the guy then picks up his rifle and points it at him and, and it's all on camera and, uh, <clears throat> and takes the, the van, the, the bus hostage and says, drive me to the next town, which is about 20 miles away. And so he, the bus driver's okay, I'll do it. And he's driving down the road and, and the bus driver says about every 500 miles, this guy's asking, are we close? How close are we? <laughs> he's, he's asking this question. Well, anyway, so while he's got the gun trained on the, on the driver, he calls all 18 kids who are who scattered amongst the, the, the bus to move to the front. So they're all together so he can keep an eye on all of them. And most of these kids are like kindergartners. And so he calls them all up front and about four miles down the road, <laughs> these kids are asking questions. Are you in the army? What are you doing? Are you going to hurt our bus driver? I mean, they're asking question after question after question after question. And finally, he makes the bus driver stop, and he kicks them all off the bus and just drives off on his own. So the, the bus driver's on the on the show on Good Morning America and says, uh, yeah, these kids with their annoying questions, actually, they're the heroes because they pestered this guy long enough that he got frustrated and kicked everybody off the bus. That is awesome. So, that is awesome. Kids, anyway. kids can do it. So very nice. Do you want to do we want to call our little friend? We should. All right. I think Billy, you have the best chance to make that happen. So while, while oh, how do you even make a call here? Or send a link oh. or what? Well, we have he's to not it. gonna go to a link. You're gonna have to call him. You're gonna have to put your phone but on speakerphone. If you send him the link on his on his phone, can he just open it on, on his phone? Well, oh, so you don't want to prank him. You want to actually call him. Well, I thought that's what we were doing. Did you want to prank him? I feel like if I send it to him, 
He only uses signal. He's like upset. He's like, oh. put it on signal. <laughs> um, he said uh, to me yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, hold on, because I mean, why not? Um, okay. So while you're doing that, here's I my. Just, Go ahead. I sent you a clip too. Okay. Oh, is it the thing? Yeah, it's is the it, thing. Did you send it via text? Text. Oh, I don't want that. Why is that opening? Because I'm an idiot and I have fat fingers. That's why. I will and sing while these two are doing something. Do you have something? And you're old. Hello. On top of it all. I'm a terrible singer. How long is this clip? I haven't, I haven't watched all oh, It's like 19 days. seconds. Okay. okay, so just a sec. I got to restart this and I got to plug my computer to the board. Okay. Little. Um, uh... So. This is a all right, so, well, I'm, I'm By the way, in. Legally Blonde is a fantastic movie. They're making another one, you know. Are they really? They've as we it, speak. Like a third? Yeah, as we speak. Are you an extra? I am not yet, <laughs> not yet. but I hope to be. Um, I am not joking. I feel really bad for Kevin Sorbo because he's going to be hearing from me. Um, oh, no. I, <laughs> what are you doing to our friend Kevin? I am actually going to be auditioning for that film. No, for some sort of no, small principal no, role. No, I am. No. I am. I've put out the memo to David A.R. White and everyone else I know that I'm in the market for roles in which I don't have to do much work but that will get Duh. my name on there and I can get Shocking. the base I can get the baseline sag rate and I can have some fun. I want to be the person that you see in every movie for a second and you're like I kind of think I know who that person is but I really don't. Who's the guy who does all the all the he's he makes a cameo in every single Pixar movie. John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Billy wants to be the John Ratzenberger yeah, of Christian or, or movies. Yeah. It's kind of walk in the background with better teeth. Yes, 100%. That is my goal. And I, I think Kevin thought I was joking. He does not realize that I was not. So are you really going to, no. like, you're putting in an actual audition? Or are you I will audition. Him? I will audition 100%. If somebody will have me, I will be there. I, to, I can't remember anything to save my life. So when I did the God's Not Dead one, I had to make up lines as I went. But I will make lines up. I am embarrassed for you. I will. I am going to land a role. You guys. I'm going to audition for that role just to beat Billy. <laughs> oh, please I, do. I am going... I I am going to be in that film in some way, just right. like I was in the last one. Okay. So Speaking brace yourself. Of, so let's let's play this uh, while you're getting that phone call made. I'm going to play this. Clip. I don't think he's going to come. I've already so, said it to him, and he went so, silent. So tell the people what this clip is. Uh, remind people what this is. So, and I think this it. is no. from the Tonight Show. Did you hear that, <laughs> Chris? This seriously. is from the Tonight Show. Uh, from Jimmy Fallon. I have no idea how. I mean, I guess it's it's accurate in the sense that they pulled this together. Whether or not this was all at one time or not, I'm not sure. So let's try. But it's it's. Let's humorous. see what happens. We take our next steps into the world. You must go forth into the world. It is with passion. Passion. Courage of conviction. Courage in your convictions. And most importantly. Most importantly. Have faith in yourself. Be true to yourself. We did it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um what do you got can i can i ruin this moment of laughter with just one which by the way by the way it has been i did it it was, I did it. So it was not all done at once it was spliced together. It was. but that i will tell great. you that would you think trump might might be in big trouble the trump organization with this new york investigation well, i don't think he i don't think he will be yeah i don't think he will be either but it is it is interesting. I think I think it's simply I don't now my cords are all tangled up because I had to move that cord. I don't think that they have anything really to go on with this. Um, 
I think what it is is it's a sending a signal to his family to say, hey, you need to tell your dad to knock it off and not run because we will completely ruin you. And so one of the kids will go, dad, we need to, we got to make some money again because we were out of business for four years and we don't need to be ruined. I think there's a lot of that going on. I don't, I I don't know. Today, I don't think he's going to run again. But yesterday, I thought he was going to run and win. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I to think start doing that some, camp, some rallies here in the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, let's see. I mean, polling is current polling is showing Biden again. This is like right now would would win by a lot. Yeah. But um, but it was stolen. So, um, so anyway, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, every every poll that's conducted by every legitimate source is it's actually worse than the election. But yeah. um, anyway, I, I will not go there because I said I'm not talking about politics anymore. <laughs> You can't help it. I'm so mad that we so, didn't get our our friend our on. Guest. I think our that special... he. What if you called him? Uh, uh, he's a call me on signal. Right? Is he coming? No, he's a he's, he's the coming. poor man's John Cooper. So, here's my some money making <laughs> publicity idea I have. Oh yeah, let's hear it. So, Lucas, I think that you should think about writing another book uh, down the okay. road. I think that Billy, of course, is probably going to try to write another book down the road. And He's going to peddle and, something. And get peddled into something, get into movies, whatever. Yeah. If we could get him to wear a, a Church Boys t-shirt, perhaps, in mm. the show. But here's what I was thinking, and the three of us could do this together. I don't know what all the rules are, but could we set up a, a, a G-rated, maybe PG, but G-rated, Church Boys only fans account? Is that allowed? Like, what is wrong with you? Are you required? Are you? Re- I'm intrigued. I, I'm this, but this. I I say this as shtick, but at the same time, like, we could offer something completely unique there. And what I mean is, we're fully clothed all the time. Nothing, nothing. Thank just, God. Just no. But I'm just saying, just funny pictures of us, not even posed. Like something that we just pull out of our phone. That's a picture of us with our families, and we just put it on OnlyFans, and we create our own OnlyFans account. Where it's nothing sexual, it's nothing inappropriate. It's just us living our lives. Well, we there's just make rock it on OnlyFans fin for that. Rockfin is like very similar, where you create. No, I want to do it on OnlyFans because okay, it would be, I had a because it would, that's, that the, that's the because stick. It, it would stick out like a turd in a punch bowl. <laughs> it would be fabulous. No one else. <laughs> I, I I've never been to OnlyFans, but I'm guessing that there's nobody else doing that. But if we would have put well, ourselves on there and start doing I, these things on OnlyFans, and then people start subscribing, I have get no idea. Pictures, I have no idea. I mean, I'd be open to. I thought you were going to say let's launch a mug line or sweatshirt. We, we could also something. do that, but we've Which sold we did seven have mugs. We, we used to have mugs. We sold I like we bring them back. A dozen. We're going to have to fix my hair, though. For the OnlyFans like. account? Well, no. For I think the logo. I need a haircut. That was like COVID hair. Well, I think your hair looks good. Oh, it's a little I, shaggy, isn't it? But see, I, I was. Like. I, I could trim that up a little bit, probably. So yeah, we just need the sides trimmed up right. a little bit. I could stand right. to be thinner. Okay, wait a minute. Are we are we addressing the cartoon image of you in our logo? Yeah, that yeah. Is a, yeah. That's that's the depths of the level. If we're gonna of make a t-shirt garbage. or a mug, we need to fix it. Right. I think that we? we should. I think we should make t-shirts. One that has Billy's face, one that has mine, and one that has yours, and we each just wear that. Can you? If you send me a high red. Okay. Here's huh? my plan. Okay. I love how we st- go over our business plans. While if you the send me right on. now, we've spent, more, we've, spent we more, we've spent more time talking our business plan in the last two minutes than we have in the okay. last year. Ever. Yes. 
If you send me that image right now, this is a promise yes. to the fans, okay. all three of them. If you send me that with no, give me a white background, a clear background on it, if you can. Oh, you don't with, want the, with everything the, else. Right. You don't want the tan background. You just want the. the jo- well, yeah, yeah, just because it'll be easier. I and can have it, it on a, a t-shirt and a mug tomorrow morning. Gene, it is a PNG. And it could be for sale. So I could send it to you as a PNG, right? Yeah. That way it's got a, put, a clear background. Yeah, clear background. I will. I will make sure that tea, there is a Teespring Church Boys store with nice. cell phone covers the whole nine yards. All right. I like this. I like where this is going. I do too. All right, and so, and I also and have this in banner form. We'll talk about OnlyFans. I <laughs> I have this in banner form. I also have it where it's just our three fat heads too. I'd like both. So send. I'll both. send you what I whatever I got. I will I will convert them into. I will make white backgrounds and convert them to PNG so that they're clear. Yeah, this show it twerks into the top 100 every once in a while. In multiple countries, we did, we did work in the top 100 very recently. We actually. killed. I mean, we were in top. I think top 80. Yes. In the U.S., we were beating. We were beating uh, Abby's show briefly. Well, clearly. Well, uh, I mean, we were also killing it. In, boys, killing so. it in Ireland, too. Did you know? I'm going to ask John Cooper. We should have a rotating fourth chair, like The View, but with smart people. And like, so we feel stupid. I mean, we're not smart. Well, Lucas is kind of smart. Lucas um, is smart. He's well read. He's got the. I love that I'm putting the view down. They probably would time. do circles around us. Anyway, well, our friend is not interested in coming oh, on. Apparently, what a jerk. Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> I wrote to him. Come say hi. The church boys are on. And his response: What do you mean? Call signal. <laughs> Tell we just need a funny cameo just at the end him. of the show. Just call Close him. Have him up. on speaker. Yeah, call him. Call him. Put him on speaker. He'll answer because he'll think that you're just like setting it up. You have to. T- I'm going to try one more time. I'd like to see his face. I would too. It would Which be nice to see his face. Right. Because he's, I think right. he's still got the Cooper beard, but with a lot of gray. And he in can it. do it through his phone. <laughs> it's ringing. Tell him he's on. He's telling me he's being recorded. Yeah. I don't even know. Is he in a two-party state? I don't even know. That's always Are you best. Calling him on it's signal. Best to he literally him. he begged for this moment, and and is not going oh, to take it. Such a disappointment. You know Matt Faraci. <laughs> so you're kind of on the church boys right now, and I'm kind of recording you. It's not live. Um, are you free to possibly click that link and say hello to us? Just I, I try to do it on. Uh... Oh. <laughs> just tell, we're just closing out the show. We just want a couple minutes. I'm actually still working. If you can believe it. All right. Well, how about. John, it'll work in any. Co- it'll work. So Lucas Cooper is. Episode. You can't hear him, but he's whispering in my ear. Two minutes. Just tell him two it's minutes. We want to close the, the show John out Cooper, with him. It's the John Cooper episode. Okay. So how do I? Oh, I guess. Do I, can I do it on my desktop or like? Yeah, you can do it on your desktop or on your phone. If you click that link, it'll take you to your browser, and you should be able to do it. You put your name in. You get in. You need to handle your affairs and click that link. Okay, Tell okay, him to get okay, his stuff right together. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I love I love telling Farachi to handle his affairs because he's like he's more organized than any of us will ever oh, be, even man. than you, Lucas. Oh, yeah, totally. Farachi's like building like an empire in his house. I don't yeah, even know. For those who don't know Matt Farachi, he's kind of like the Wizard of Oz of like communications. I, I don't even like. know if he wants us to introduce him. Well. You got to bleep that out too, then. Um, so, 
poor Chris. Chris is actually like that person who gets stuck with all the edits on the mistakes he makes. I usually, that's, that's, uh, well, I'm not gonna bleep that. He's coming on the show. You don't have to bleep it. He's. I don't think. All I think I'm gonna he bleep up is and is like, I gotta go. I'm yeah, working. he's like. As in two minutes, as in I'm going to wait two minutes, they're going to be done with the show, and then I don't have to get on. He, he will only come on for audio. Oh, my God. I did what? not know that we were dealing with, like, Gal Gadot, Gadot over here. Okay. Come on audio only. No camera. So we don't rec- – we don't – only we are seeing the video. Right. Well, yeah, but only it doesn't matter. Maybe he's, maybe he's well, got I a didn't, shirt on. I didn't, real, I didn't realize that we were literally Or maybe he's in with... the John. <laughs> no. he. Remember when – remember when uh... – Steven, we talked to Steven. He was on the. Yeah, and he, he in, thought he was on the toilet. I didn't actually think that. I just thought it would sound <clears throat> funny because it, it had. I texted had with him look. yesterday. I, are you Who? still flying out to New York for a certain visit? I am driving out to New York. No, Chrissy's driving you to New York. No, Chrissy's not coming. She was oh. going to come, but she's not coming now. I am so driving, driving a, who is a driving truck. To New York? Well, I'm bringing a guy. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> I'm actually okay. bringing three guys. Okay. Hold so on. I, they Hold on. Drivers. Can you guys hear me? Or yes. Oh, my gosh. We can hear Are you. Are you shirtless? And you do not need to come on video. Nobody can see you. Are you shirtless? Is that why you're not being on video? <laughs> there he is. See, look. I told you. <laughs> Bro. Poor, poor man's John Cooper. We just had John Cooper on the show. Yeah, John Cooper was just on the show. Where are you with these cool walls? Yeah, seriously. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Hold on a sec. I can't see you guys. I can barely hear you guys. Hold on a sec. You're lucky uh, you were invited here in light of you your... Can you guys... Can you guys... We can see you. We can see you. We can see you. Can you oh, hear wait, us? wait, wait, wait. I just had to adjust. Yeah. Here, let me go over here. That's how I feel every time <laughs> I start Is that your office? <sighs> okay. How's Is this that? your office? Well, I have a more important... I have a more important question than that. Um, <laughs> does this mean that I'm actually on the church voice? Because if it does... That's kind of, wait a minute, Lucas, just for you, I'm going to change my mood lighting. Um, oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. You, um, look at that. <laughs> you were on the church voice. This is you're really on, happening. You're on the show. It's so, happening. Yeah, so um, that's kind of bad because it's kind of like the sitcom where the two people, the two love interests, you know, the thing that keeps you engaged in the show is that the two love interests flirt, <laughs> but they never actually get together? Or the Red Sox, uh, you know, never win the World Series, then they do, and then it's not as interesting, you know? So this is just like we're riding the elevator and it's a brief moment, and then we go our separate ways. Yeah, but but it also is pretty awesome that I came on the Church Boys in such a catastrophic, <laughs> last minute kind of jacked up kind of way. Yeah. So that's how I did that. <laughs> and Chris Field's hat, Chris Field's hat is so mm-hmm. uh, extraordinarily cool that it makes the whole experience okay. special. This is like a clash of worlds, though, because Chris and Matt knew each other in D.C. Yeah. in the swamp. And then Lucas thought he was actually interviewing with somebody legitimate when he met me. And we did an interview years ago. It's true. And then Farachi and Lucas met. I think around the same time at, at, at Farachi, you I I might have met Farachi even before you, Billy. That's impossible. I don't No, 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 no. Uh I thought about that, Lucas. Uh because I met uh Billy in the Gulf War, ninety one. Um <laughs> he sur- he surrendered was... to me with a wa- he was part of the Republican Guard uh unit. He looks really light skinned, but trust me. And um <laughs> 
so he surrendered to me. I took him prisoner. We became friends. Uh, it was an overcomer. It was an overcomer story. Life change. Yes. Yeah. Chris Field covered it for the Blaze. <clears throat> and then um, I've been there long enough. Nineteen ninety one would be about right. Yes. And then um, Chris Lucas, was sixty five. No, you <laughs> accidentally called Billy once, and he act and he actually called you back, and that began that relationship. I think. I don't know. I'm making. Uh, I'm making up. But I don't know. Lucas, Bill, Billy introduced me to you because I called you Dr. Smooth. We met you did at, call me Dr. Smooth, and it's yes, kind of stuck. We, no, it yeah. hasn't. Yeah, who has ever? No, wait, wait, just a second. Just a second. Met, I'm sorry. Just a, I must interject here. He's <laughs> called you Dr. Smooth, and it kind of stuck, yet no one here has ever heard that before. Well, I don't, I don't use the term personally. But I'm just Chris, known by that at the NRB world. In NRB, Lucas, they're like, "Oh, Lucas, it's Doctor Smooth." Lucas emerged at NRB. The first he had like rhinestones on his like leather jacket oh, yeah. and like these right. and like these leather pants, and he like rolled up like, "Yo, good God, I'm here!" And it's like, "Oh, hello!" And then that's how we met. I was like, "I guess I might keep in contact with this weirdo," and then we became friends. That's pretty uh, accurate, Billy. I I don't truly you knew Lucas. That's that's strange. <laughs> um, because I knew Chris, I, I'm trying to think the chronology. I think I knew Chris first, then yes. Billy, then yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas was the caboose on that and disaster. Farachi introduced me to a ton of people. That's what he does. You, yeah, right. you like all around NRB, like the Benham brothers, and you're like, you got to know this guy is Doctor Smooth. He's really cool. And then whenever the Benham brothers saw me after that, they're like, oh, look at, let me feel your biceps. Let me, look at this guy's pecs here. You know, I, I love the Benham brothers, but had a vi and still admittedly have a very difficult time telling them apart. Like if my if somebody held a gun to my head and said, which one is David, I would not be able to host the show anymore because I'd be dead. I know. I can tell them apart. Yeah, because you're Dr. Smooth. Dr. That's Smooth why. can tell them apart. Um, I can't really tell but, twins apart. But I can't either. can you tell Absolutely. the difference between Chris Field and, uh, oh, come on, I'm for, the guy that plays Captain America. Orville um, Redenbacher. Yes. Chris, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Field and Chris Evans. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I mean, if they're, the, the shield is the only thing that would give it away. Yes, this is true. I, I was thinking more Wonder Woman. More Wonder Field, Woman. Wait, do you have that behind you? For yeah, real? got the Captain okay. America. I didn't know. By the way, guys, I don't know if you've been aware of this, but um, apparently, uh, apparently Gal Gadot, uh, somebody was telling me today, has been taking some pretty uh, brave positions lately. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have followed that. I called you Gal Gadot when you were like, I can't be on camera. <laughs> I didn't realize we were dealing with Gal Gadot. Um, yes, I have I seen. Have those seen... I have not talked about them. We haven't talked about them here, but yes, we have seen those. I have. Yeah. She has in the past, too, though. I, I feel like yeah. but she's former, numerous times. Right, but she's former IDF. I mean, she served. So it's not, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not a huge shock that she I think that. people don't. I think people don't remember that about her, that they don't remember that in Israel... Every most people serve in the army, yeah. and uh, and also, I, I again I haven't seen this, but it was reported to me that she had some kind of inappropriate experience from somebody on set, and uh, she was interviewed about it. Again, I'm being told this by a reporter secondhand, and her response was like it was bad. The uh, I dealt with the problem, and it's over. And that the reporter wanted to get more out of her. And she just said, I dealt with it. It's over. And I thought, how refreshing is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
because in Israel, I don't know, have you guys been to Israel? No, I haven't. Okay, so in Israel, when you're a society which is constantly at risk of attack and you feel it, you know, you're driving down the highway and you see walls and the walls have giant barbed wire fences on them and it's right near a mall or a town, you have this constant sense of danger. Hmm. And then also the Hebrew language is very like, I don't know how to describe it. English has nuance where you can talk around something like Jen Psaki, you know? Yeah. And um, circle back. And Hebrew is very, very direct. It's, right. you know, because it's an ancient language. So it's very old. So the mentality of Israelis is very much like that. Like it was a problem. I saw it. I took care of it. It's, it's solved. Right. And so to, she's very, very typical Israeli. But I don't, not sure that the U.S. press has been exposed to that often. Yeah. Billy's being, <laughs> Billy's being uh, Billy right now. Billy's being Billy right now. Uh, not audio-wise. So, Faradji, we are, um, we're going to see you here soon in June, right? Are you in Dallas right now? I'm not in Dallas right now. Oh. No, but he's, we're yeah, all going to be in Dallas at the, co at the Yeah, but convention. is Chris Field? No, Chris I can't. Field? I can't get off. <laughs> no. Chris, 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 Chris. I would listen. <laughs> listen, I would <laughs> love to be, I would love to be there. I absolutely would. I would I, Billy and I were just talking about this the other day. I would love to be there. I just can't get off work to go cuz it's not a work thing. So, and I've got I'm traveling shortly after NRB is happening. I'm already booked for some other travel. So I can't. It's going to be an interesting event. I'm actually excited to see you guys. We could and have we could have Farachi jump in as a as a church boy. I I'm more than willing to host while you're there. I'll just be here and you're there. We need to record an episode from NRB. Yes, absolutely. I feel like feel that I, I really do feel like you're mailing it in. You know, and oh, I've mailed it. Uh, Listen, I've been mailing, mailing it in for, I've been mailing it in for the last ten you know, years. You can't miss the evangelical prom. You know, <laughs> it is it, it is the even so. Yeah. It is. Would National you zoom into prom? Council. Would you zoom into prom yeah. field? I mean, I know yes. some people might, but would you? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Do you understand? I don't like people. That's no, but I think you'd 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 find this event entertaining <laughs> yes. and fun. Well, in the and same way, is... in the same way that you found that Star Trek convention entertaining and fun. I was seven. <laughs> But I did enjoy it. I did, and I will tell you, Marina Sartis was wonderful. Okay, so I'll, I'll let me ask. Let that. me ask you this: I've been to see Billy. I'm listening. I'm listening to William Shatner's book, and it's excellent. Absolutely excellent. It's an see? amazing book. Haters are gonna hate, but there's I've been. William I've Shatter. been. I've been to CPAC a thousand times. I know you have been, Faraji. I've been to CPAC a thousand times. It is political yep. Star Trek convention. Is NRB Christian it's Star Trek? Star, Christian Star Trek convention. <laughs> I mean, um, what, uh, what, it, look, it, look, it. NRB is like uh, college. It is what you make of it, right? So if you want to make it that Star Trek convention-y thing, it can be. Um, if you're Billy Lucas and I, it's like um, we're, we have a hall pass. Oh, yeah. Okay. We just kind of walk. We just kind of walk around. The That's a great time. way to put it. <laughs> and you just see people that you forgot existed, or that you didn't remember, or people that you really were excited to see. That it's, yes. you can't get down yeah. a hallway without being stopped. It's fun. Yeah, yes. it's it's the Super Bowl of networking. It is. It is. You're exhausted but, by the end of it because you don't sleep. Yep. But yep. it's amazing. And, but Chris, Chris, you're right. You do have to love seeing people. But I think the fun of it is, is that it is an annual touch point where you really do see everybody. Yeah. And um, yes. and uh, 
that's fun. I don't know. It's just like you said, Billy, it's even people that you really like, but you get too busy and you forget, Oh my gosh, what are you up to? It's, yeah. it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's one of the, and CPAC's like that. I there's, there's some fun people to run into at CPAC, but it still doesn't make it not a Star Trek convention. Yeah, I had my first CPAC this year, which we've I think we've talked about in the past, but I I, I enjoyed it. But I yeah. think that NRB, I mean, again, it's it's early, so I've only done one of those, but NRB I've really I've enjoyed more. That's because you're I was gonna try to get you something off my shelf, Mr. Field, but I might get injured in the process. Yeah, well then go for so, it. So uh <laughs> well, I I am excited because we are for those who don't know, we are hosting at NRB. Who's we? Oh, that's right. The, Chris is asking, he's texting to ask if we talk about it. An influencer event that we haven't even gotten to talk about, the three of us, that we are involved in helping organize. And it'll be really fun. It'll be a really. I was just texting you guys today about it, saying, hey, shouldn't we talk about this? Yeah, yeah we, we, well, were we were texting about we were that earlier. About the same and, thing. Yeah. So I see, I see how you roll. You're like, listen, for those really important conversations, let's just wait for the church boys <laughs> because oh. we're all free. We're all in the same place, you know. And we have yeah, a we record can, of what's said. Well, we just we that just had we just absolutely had, true. we just had a show <laughs> we just had a show business meeting about twenty minutes ago on the show. So I, we, the show ended forty minutes ago. It did not. But we've decided to continue. This is the after. Lucas just picked a honker out of his nose. But this is <laughs> I will. Did you really? I didn't even see I didn't it. Pick a honker. I blew my nose he very blew politely his nose into with a my microphone and muted. I, def- I think you definitely saw finger. You should change this podcast to the boys who would get kicked out of church uh, because it's really. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Faraci. You definitely saw a finger or two. I know you did because I definitely did. It was it was very concerning. I'm not convinced it was a clean blow. Oh my gosh, <laughs> clean blow. Come inside, I was like, I didn't pick. I didn't pick. Okay, well. So, Farachi, you are going to come back again. That is, I promise you, you'll be back on this show. We have finally made your dreams come true. When the show ended 45 minutes ago, we continued the show and had a staff meeting. Wait, 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 wait. So if the show is actually over. It's not really over. It's not really over. Anything interesting is over, but we're still (laughs) recording and we're still going to post it. But if if it's technically over, if it's technically over, then I haven't been on the church boys. Mm. Ergo, the the anticipation still builds. Right. Yes, this is yes, like the after true. show. No this one will listen. After. This is like if the if or the Red Sox when people. they won their if they when the Red Sox won their first World Series and it gets all done and then it gets comes out that they were cheating like the Houston Astros. They have their title stripped from them, right? It'd be like that. Or it's more like it's more like Manny Ramirez has has been drinking for several hours <laughs> and is the only one left in the locker room. And I show up to say hello, and that's that's the equivalent. Yeah, of... we've we've all been drinking for hours. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, it's it's great. It's to been have a joy. Been on the church boys. It's great to have. And we've loved not having boys. you. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's you have, been a joy. And if you haven't heard, yeah. I don't know if you've heard, uh, Farachi, but um, Billy has a book out called "Playing with Fire." I do. And modern investigation continue. into demons, exorcism, and Lucas Miles. And, Billy, and I will tell you, <laughs> Lucas also has a book out called The Christian Left. You should order oh, both of those books as think, a gift set. Okay, i got to ask you this. This will make you guys mad, but Farachi's actually getting sent uh, some free books. Oh, of course he is. I have paid. he's going to hand them out. Billy, how many, Billy, everyone's... Billy has written four books. Lucas has written two. And I have paid full price for all of them. 
I had to pay full price for Lucas's book too. And I wrote a review for Lucas's book that never posted on Amazon. <laughs> I wrote like a very well, nice review. Lucas, Lucas, you're lucky because it was probably a one star. That's what right. is this piece of crap? <laughs> Who is this so, idiot? This, this is a disaster. His nose properly. <laughs> I gave a five star <laughs> review. I've had to do it again. That's I don't. Right. And I had two hundred reviews on my book, and one of them went missing yesterday too. It was the weirdest oh, really? thing. Do you think that person deleted it? I deleted I, mine after I found out that Billy didn't do mine. Billy, that, I don't know. That's what I was gonna say when you said I have a book, I was like, you're you're like the book of the week club. That's like, right. What book did? What I don't know. Is, I don't know how you do it, Billy. I I'm convinced you have a ghostwriter. We still, I don't know. I will, I will tell you. Chris Field. Chris Field's actually writing your books. Isn't no, he? I'm actually, only going to write children's books from now on because I could write them in a day <laughs> because there's no time but, to write anything else. Uh, by the way, Billy, we still have not put out our Church Boys coloring book that we had started. <laughs> we do have a coloring we book. St- we actually so we're launching one. Farachi. We're launching sweatshirts, mugs tomorrow. Let's tell him about, our, oh, about I gotta Chris's tell him, idea. Okay, I have Farachi, we got to run something by okay, it. I, gotta run, I, I didn't know if we should bring this up with him or not or just let him hear it on the show. Oh, oh, you should join the staff meeting. He'll never listen to it. I want you to. I want your take on this. This is a fundraising concept yeah. I have for us. Now, it would be totally G-rated, okay? Fully clothed, nothing provocative. It would just be us with our families or us just on our own recording, whatever. But to start a Church Boys Only Fans page. <laughs> what do you think? A Church a church Boys Only Fans page. Yeah. Um. Wait, you don't already have one? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not one that we have advertised, Farachi. Uh, I see. And um, and on this totally kosher Church Boys yes. fan page, um, would you auction off items such as uh, what, like Louis, uh, like Billy's hair gel? I would, for example, we could do that. We um, could. I, I'm more than happy to autograph Billy's books that I bought and have not read. So we could do that. Dude, you're playing with fire. You are playing with fire. Bad friend. Hey, we you should have a church voice where you guys agree that you will met you will work all of Billy's book titles into the episode at least six times organically. Right? Yeah, Using which, phrases like playing with which, fire. Billy, what's the other one? Uh, fault line. Uh, end fault, time, end fault line. Armaged- Armageddon code, fault line, well, left, standing, left standing. And right. is that the same name as uh uh Vody? Bachman's book too. His is fault lines. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So, but see the left the, standing is that is that the, is that the sequel to Left Behind? That was the more that was the Mormon kid story. <laughs> it's the story of his prom. <laughs> this is no, it's the story of yes. Billy's Billy Billy Rose story about his experience on the Left Behind movie, but it was called Left Sitting. And no, Left Standing is amazing. Mason Wells is the he's this great. He's not even a kid anymore. He's he's amazing, but he survived two terror attacks. That was Left Standing. But we would. Never, I remember you. I remember you telling yeah, me. He's about amazing. That, Billy. Yeah, we yeah. would yeah. never. Really we would never be able to. Um, we would never be able to do a show with him with us mentioning those organically because Billy goes out of his way to mention all of his book titles in every show on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can order the book at playingwithfirebook.com. I own the christianleft.com. Do, why haven't you used it? I well, I just it's it's up right now. If you go to the christianleft.com, it's it's my website. Oh, and Billy died. Apparently. And Billy left us. That's, okay, that's, well, that's a that's a I reason that to end the show the right show. there. Obviously, where obviously you said the wrong thing. He's but very I don't, sensitive. But I don't know where he could go because he runs the show. Okay, there, there he is. is. Oh, I'm here. 
I accidentally went in the browser of the show recording. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So does that mean that what you have been recording on your end now has no, it another No, screen? it continues. Oh, yeah, continues. it's still accounting, so. Right. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, uh, much like a hemorrhoid, <laughs> an out-of-control hemorrhoid or two. And I appreciate you joining our staff meeting. I also appreciate that we are going to hang out and have a lot of fun, which I'm excited about. You guys are going to have fun. And anyway. except for Chris, because he refuses I, to do anything I, worthwhile. I, I, listen, as you know, I would love to be there. I can't get off work to go to NRB. Unfortunately. Guys, you got to understand. You got to understand. Chris Field secretly loved the lockdowns, okay? Oh. He's hoping the lockdowns continue. Ask me if anything in my then, life. That's both of these then guys. He could just say, then he could just say, guys, look, I come, but I'm locked down. Ask I will me tell if you something. Change for me. My nightmare is hosting book events or doing anything. It was glorious to release a book in the middle of the pandemic. I'm sorry I can't travel. I'm sorry I can't go anywhere. I'm sorry I can't. I have been in this room for a year and two months, and it has been glorious. The thought that I have to go out and do things in society now. Have, it smells like having, meat and cheese having, in there, though. Are you having a book signing at NRB? Because I remember you did one. I remember the pictures of you at the book signing at I am doing a book signing at NRB. Good do, luck. Enjoy. Do, actually, I'm doing a book signing at Spark at NRB. Oh. I hope you enjoy that. I'm going to. I remember because. I'm actually. I got permission to sell books you. I'm gonna, at my book signing. I'm going to promo you. Uh, I'm going to promo you, Lucas. I'm going to be like. What about me? Huh? What about me? Well, <laughs> if you go to Lucas's, if you go to Lucas's book signing, I will. <laughs> In the top ten most awkward moments of my life, the NRB book signing easily makes it. Oh, I loved it. Every, I loved every second of it. Every picture <laughs> that I saw. Oh, it was wonderful. I'm like, where are these people coming from? It was like the okay, weirdest if thing. If you want people to buy books, you literally need to play with fire. Okay. And I then... love that Lucas bullied the nicest one in the world who runs Spark into giving him <laughs> a for book the record. Signing. For the record, I did not bully and I did not ask. <laughs> okay. Nobody believes that. But I mean the bottom the bottom. <laughs> Billy, Billy, he is Dr. Smooth. That means that things just roll just, downhill towards Things him. just happen. So where, Wait, you, so where you have to push up a hill I to do. make things happen, I do. they just come to Lucas. Right. I will okay. tell you that Lucas and I are on a panel together, which I keep oh, forgetting, no. with Abby Johnson. My so book yeah, sign is immediately after that, so I get to plug for Billy, it. Billy, welcome to hell, because guess who's moderating that panel? <laughs> oh, Are you really? No. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. Okay, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Can I like come to your book signing and sign books too? Like, how did you? Uh, what if we did a dual book? I'm not gonna sell books. I'll like hand them out. But like, uh, so we'll have to get approval for well, that. Really. See, guys, guys. You no, Lucas. Like Lucas marketers. was horrified just now. Like, I was. He's no, like, no, you gotta think like marketers. Time. It's like you could just buy the Lucas book, or you can buy the Lucas book. With the Billy book and, you know, Frenchy, uh, I want to sell copy. books, not I will sell uh, my book okay. for $5 a copy. If you package it with you do your book and then you do like a special deal for $15 oh. for your book. And then you keep the 10 or whatever you're going to sell. What are you selling yours for? 15 probably because you're cheap and $16.99. Oh, my gosh. Forget it. $20 <laughs> for two. I'll take four ninety nine. OK, sounds good. Deal. So. Yeah, it's immediately after our the session. So we'll. So the we'll... session you're having with the the two of you yeah. with abortion girl 
with Farachi hosting. It's just, is, is it just the three? It it's just the three of you field, with Farachi. It's like, field, it's like the bar scene from Star Wars. Uh, that's what I was kind of had in mind. If if I if I were to at the last minute come to NRB, would I be able to be on the panel? Um, I would say that if it were to come to NRB, I would beg the woman running the conference to put you on the panel. You have two um, board I, members of, the, of decision makers for that on this and call. And I ain't too field. I ain't too. I ain't too proud to beg. So um, I, I just want to. I don't want to be on the board or on the panel, but that's okay. So I just wanted to. I just wanted to be invited. That's all. So He's I a guess. heartbreaker. He's a heartbreaker, isn't he, yeah, Lucas? Yes. He really, he really is. is. It's disappointing. My condolences to your wife, Chris. All the broken promises. Oh, honey, this weekend we'll go somewhere special. Nope, I'm locked. Or, or honey, please there. build me a new deck. And he's like huffing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that fiasco. All right. Well, anyway. Well, anyway, it's been right. fun. I'm, I'm going to bed. Me too. Okay. Good to talk I've to you. I've lost like 12 pounds Thanks in here. It's so on. hot in this room. I'm sweating so bad right now because we don't have air in this room. It's the only room in the house with an air in. Yeah. This. There's like that's a theme right now. I'm not trying to impede on your book signing. You do your book signing, but I will find a time to hand Come books on. out. Like the homeless. Why don't you sign my book? We'll charge people. The church boys. You are. Why well, you're a really dull class. Please clap. At the U.S. Capitol, I'm Kate Scanlon, EWTN News in depth. <laughs>